you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, June 29th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Dr. Disrespect has been banned from Twitch, and Donald Trump's Twitch account has been suspended. Some secretive, fable, and perfect dark Twitter accounts surfaced online this weekend. And Disco Elysium is coming to television at some point. Dr. Disrespect has been banned from Twitch. Dr. Disrespect, whose real name is Guy Beam, is a mustachioed streamer who plays a lot of Call of Duty and Battle Royale games. He's very popular, but finds himself in hot water often, along with issues related to the content of his streams, like making racist jokes using cartoonish accents and issues related to his marriage. Dr. Disrespect was temporarily banned from Twitch after streaming from a public restroom at E3 2019. On Friday, Dr. Disrespect was banned again, but it seems like this ban may be more permanent, according to reliable esports reporter Rod Breslau, at Slasher on Twitter. Michael McWhorter reported on the ban for Polygon, writing, Twitch banned popular streamer Dr. Disrespect, a.k.a. Guy Beam, on Friday. The disciplinary action is notable, not just because of the streamer's popularity. Dr. Disrespect's Twitch channel boasts more than 4 million followers but due to Beam's exclusive arrangement with the streaming platform. The reason for Dr. Disrespect's ban is unclear. Reached for comment, a Twitch representative did not specify what led to disciplinary action or clarify the length of the ban and instead offered the following statement. As is our process, we take appropriate action when we have evidence that a streamer has acted in violation of our community guidelines or terms of service. Those apply to all streamers, regardless of status or prominence in the community. Again, that's all from Polygon. Following the ban, Beam was pretty quiet, but he did eventually tweet, Champions Club, Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm handshakes to all for the support during this difficult time, signed Dr. Disrespect. Even on Monday morning, a few days after the ban, the reasons for Twitch's decision are still unclear. There were rumors that it might have been related to DMCA issues, which is something streamers have been having to deal with recently, where copyright holders are mining old clips and issuing takedowns. According to Rod Breslau, though, that is not the case here. Breslau tweeted shortly after sharing the news of Dr. Disrespect's ban, writing, Source, it is not DMCA. It seems that whatever Beam was banned for, it's something bigger than copyright issues or minor grievances of which there are plenty for Dr. Disrespect. I won't make assumptions about why he might have been banned, but I am definitely curious to learn more. President Donald Trump's Twitch account has been suspended. And in more news of people being removed from Twitch's streaming service, 
President Donald Trump's account has been suspended. The big news here, to me anyway, is that Trump has a Twitch account. I had no idea. It was created in October, and apparently the account is pretty boilerplate and mostly re-airs his various speeches and appearances, but it has been suspended for not entirely clear reasons. Jacob Kastronakis reported on the suspension for The Verge, writing, Trump's account was banned for hateful content, which was aired on stream, and Twitch says the offending content has been removed. One of the streams in question was a rebroadcast of Trump's infamous kickoff rally, where he said that Mexico was sending rapists to the United States. Twitch also flagged comments at Trump's recent rally in Tulsa. Like anyone else, politicians on Twitch must adhere to our terms of service and community guidelines. We do not make exemptions for political or newsworthy content and will take action on content reported to us that violates our rules, a Twitch spokesperson told The Verge. Twitch recently publicly said it would be cracking down on harassment after the myriad reports of harassment issues surfaced in recent weeks. I'm not sure if Dr. Disrespect and Donald Trump's ban and suspension are a direct response to that, but I love it. Please do everything you can, Twitch, to get bad people off your service. Fable and perfect dark Twitter accounts generate excitement, disappointment, but then excitement again. There was a story that surfaced this weekend about potential perfect dark and fable teases that I was eager to talk about, but then it all kind of fell apart. But then it still had some interesting stuff in it anyway, so here you go. Tom Warren, senior editor at The Verge, tweeted about a pair of secretive Twitter accounts that surfaced recently writing online. I'm not sure who discovered the at Fable and at Perfect Dark Game placeholders, but a Microsoft Xbox employee is following one, and the other is registered to a Microsoft email address. That was all very exciting and felt like a tease for an upcoming Microsoft announcement. But later, the at Perfect Dark Game account tweeted, I created this account after hearing about the at Fable one and noticed Perfect Dark didn't have one. Shortly after, I received a follow request from Ken Lobb, to which I accepted. I doubt if they didn't have something in the works, he wouldn't have sent a follow. After accepting Ken's follow, I sent him a message saying that if you needed the at, I'd be happy to give it up. I am still waiting for a reply. I never thought it would reach Greenberg. Sorry to disappoint everyone. I'm just a normal guy who got the at. Ken Lobb worked on the Perfect Dark series. The gun, the Clob in Goldeneye, is actually named after him. Greenberg is referring to Aaron Greenberg, general manager of Xbox Games Marketing. And Greenberg actually tweeted when all this was happening, I know everyone is hungry for news, but sorry to get your hopes up. These accounts have been inactive for years. It's standard practice to secure social handles for our IP. Tom Warren shared Greenberg's tweet and wrote, Microsoft has confirmed the accounts are genuine, but says they've been inactive for years, and it's standard IP protection. But one was registered in March 2020 and the other in June 2020. Hmm, the plot thickens. So, the Perfect Dark account might not be what we hoped for it to be, but it seems like the Fable account may be genuine and is just waiting in place to turn into a legitimate Fable account once a potential announcement happens. In terms of Microsoft's various IPs and what it could have in the works and be surprising, Fable is the one I am most excited about. I love Fable and Fable 2 and really did genuinely like Fable 3, even if I had some issues with it. I played the Fable Legends beta a little 
which was the planned multiplayer Fable game for Xbox One. And though I really liked the way it looked and the way it played, I couldn't help but just wish it existed as a single-player RPG. I don't think I was alone because the game was ultimately canceled. The rumor currently circulating is that Playground Games, the studio predominantly known for the Forza Horizon series, is working on a new Fable game, maybe Fable 4. I love the idea of a new big swing at the Fable franchise, and I also am really into the idea of Playground, a talented studio that has released some very impressive open-world racing games, tackling it. They're also based in England, and Fable is a very, very English game, so I would hope that an English studio would be tackling it. Maybe we'll find out more in a few weeks. Fingers crossed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Disco Elysium is coming to television. Disco Elysium, the surprise choice-driven narrative 2019 hit that follows the exploits of a detective with a unique skill set, is getting adapted to television. The news comes from Joe Otterson, reporting for Variety. Developer ZA-UM is partnering with DJ2 Entertainment to adapt the game. Dimitri M. Johnson is the CEO and founder of DJ2 Entertainment, and he was involved with the Sonic the Hedgehog film, which was a huge success and has a 64% review score on Rotten Tomatoes. And that company is also apparently working on adapting TV show versions of Sleeping Dogs, and a game called Echo, the latter of which I'm not super familiar with. Additional details like writers, actors, directors, streaming services where the show could potentially air are all unknown at this point. It's certainly a video game ripe for adaptation, but it is also a game heavily reliant on player choice. I don't know if that could or even should be integrated into the show, but I'm curious to see it. Also, they should hurry up and bring Disco Elysium to Switch. Last we heard, it was at least being worked on, so that's good. Here's what released today and some new game announcements. It's not a big day for new releases, but there is some fun upcoming stuff. Blaster Master Zero 1 and 2 are out today on PlayStation 4. The Blaster Master Zero games are sequels to the original NES game Blaster Master, but they are not visually updated. They feature the nostalgic pixelated style of the original game to great effect. Both games have already been available on various platforms, 3DS, Switch, and PC, but 
Today marks their first appearance on PlayStation 4. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming to Switch, PlayStation 4, and mobile devices on August 27th, but Square Enix has announced that a free-to-play version of the game will also be arriving on that same day, apparently to all the platforms it is planned to release for. Here's how the light version of the game will work, quoting from the press release. With Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition Light, adventurers can play through the first three dungeons in both single-player and online multiplayer with cross-play functionality. Additionally, players who purchase the full game will be able to host multiplayer sessions with players using Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition Lite, so a full party of up to four caravanners can play through up to 13 dungeons in the fantasy adventure together with one copy of the full game. Save data can be carried over from Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition Lite to the full game, ensuring players can seamlessly continue their progress into the magical fantasy adventure. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition Lite is a name that is entirely too long. I I think this is a pretty smart idea, honestly. For this game in particular, Crystal Chronicles certainly had its fans when it released on GameCube, but many were not able to take advantage of its core feature, multiplayer, this will allow more players to try out playing it together, which I think is important. It, it really has the potential to give the game new life. Metal Slug Code J, which is a name that might change, is coming to mobile devices from Timmy Studios, the developer that is soon to be known predominantly for Pokemon Unite. I have a press release for the game, and the game's trailer is linked in the show notes, But I don't know when it's releasing, and I am not 100% certain it is coming to North America. But I also don't think I would have gotten a press release if it weren't. In any case, it looks cool. It retains the classic game's art style, but looks like it uses 3D models. I am bummed to see it be a mobile exclusive. Hopefully that is temporary, and it will make its way to other platforms shortly after its mobile release. I weirdly feel like I've been talking about Azure Striker Gunvolt a lot lately, but Inti Creates, the developer behind Azure Striker Gunvolt, announced a third game recently with a gameplay trailer that showed a female character using throwing stars to freeze and mark enemies and then attack them with a big lightning bolt. It retains that 16-bit pixelated look, though they might be up to 32 at this point, I'm not sure. No word on release window, but it is at least confirmed for Switch. I saved the biggest new game announcement for last. Picross S, Mega Drive, and Mark III is coming to Switch. I honestly don't know what it is. It was teased at the end of a little trailer for Picross S4 and Working Zombies, games both developed by Jupiter, the latter of which I don't think released in North America. But other than the name, the only hint about what it is was a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog. So I think it will be a series of puzzles themed around Mega Drive and Mark III, which were Sega consoles that released before the Genesis. I love the idea of themed Picross games, like the Zelda Picross on 3DS from a few years ago. More of those, please. That's it for gaming news today. I had a correction from the voice of Super Mario himself, Charles Martinet. I tweeted about how the narrator of the animated Netflix Cuphead show sounded exactly like him and even shared a clip from BitTrip Runner 3 as evidence on Friday, but it turns out it's not him. 
Here are the voices side by side, just as a point of comparison. I'm Charles Martinet, and now it's time for Runner 3! A ragtag tribe of enthusiastic artists and animators tell the tale of Cuphead! So I tweeted about it, just asking if it's him, and he replied to my tweet, writing, It sounds so much like me in Bit Trip Runner, it's amazing. I had to listen twice. But it's not me. I'm Charles Martinet, and you are not. Haha. It honestly really surprised me. It really does sound so much like him. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at RideHome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.